watching closely. Hey everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. This is a brand new podcast where we discuss the films we feel are underrated or perhaps underappreciated or even ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Uh, the show is a collaboration of us friends here, including Alan and Fred Torres. Who's up? And Ariel Ortiz. Hello! And I am Derek McDuff, and together we are the Undercast Company. Uh, today we're going to be talking about The Prestige, a 2006 film directed by Christopher Nolan, based off the novel by Christopher Priest. The film stars Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, along with David Bowie, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine, Rebecca Hall, and Andy Serkins. Uh, compared to the rest of... Andy Serkins? Circus? Circus. Ah, sir, uh, circus. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yo, he's a fucking monkey dude. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that's yeah, a there you go. Oh, wait, he was also in, in uh, Black Panther, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, part, uh, compared to the rest of Christopher Nolan's filmography, The Prestige is relatively unknown, uh, only making $110 million at the box office. His lowest total for a non-independent film, while also scoring his second lowest Rotten Tomato score with 75%. So something I want to say, there's a lot of really, really cool foreshadowing that Christopher Nolan does in this movie about them being twins and how, like, are you watching closely? And he basically gives you all of these hints that you don't really see, and that's kind of the whole thing. Like, magic is like filmmaking. It's a three-act structure. He keeps going over how there's the pledge, the turn, and the prestige in every magic trick, just like a three-act structure of a movie. And the magician will show you something, and the movie starts off with, "Are you watching closely?" And Michael Caine performing this mm-hmm. this trick of About the a bird. of a bird in a trick. And they even they even like pretty much tell you like there's a scene in the middle of the movie where they explain the bird trick, where there's a bird that gets put in the cage, the cage kind of gets crumpled and disappears, and then the bird comes back. And there's a scene; it's the first scene. He uh, meets his wife, and a bore. Uh, I keep saying his name wrong. But Borden. Borden meets his wife. And she's there with her nephew, and he starts crying once the bird, um, like the cage, gets flattened. And then he brings it back, and they're like, oh, look, he's back. And he says, where's his brother, though? Hinting at, you that, know, that the, the, the twins, yeah. the way that he makes it disappear and come back, that's exactly the same thing. They're brothers. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really interesting, clever foreshadowing like that throughout the film. Yeah, no, that movie was bullshit. I'm going to like this, like this. <clears throat> All right. So the movie's good, and it's exciting, and it keeps you enthralled, but here's the thing. So like most movies, you got your good guy, you got your bad guy, right? And this movie almost gives you that, in a way, by making you feel for Hugh Jackman, whose wife passes away, right? But then you got uh, Christian Bale, who's all of a sudden got this fucking fancy life of a wife and kids and all this shit, and you're like, no, that's bullshit. One of them deserves to die. Now, at first you don't realize that it's two people, but you, you, know, you start to think like, no, you know, Hugh Jackman is right to uh, have the feelings that he has that he's going after Christian Bell and, and he deserves to lose his life. Well, that's what I like about it is that it doesn't have, like, it's not a traditional, like, good guy, bad no, no, guy. No, no, and I get it, and I get it. No, and, like, but, at first, but at first, you're not supposed to realize that, right? Yeah. I'm just going off of, you're not supposed to know yeah. that until the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But this is where I go, this is how you twist my feelings, and I don't like that. Because <laughs> I go throughout this movie thinking, like, no, this man deserves something more than just, he gets a happy wife, a happy life, and all this shit. But when you come to realize that, no, you know, it was two brothers, that the guy that they hung most likely was the one that did the knot 
Because yeah. he's he a was. He no, no, he's I not know. most likely. It's no, no, I, I know. I know. I, no, no, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, you know, in your like, head, you're like, you know, could he, could it not be? Because obviously the other one, no, well, no, no, he, he doesn't know. He was because he said because the, they say that the one who died was the one that was in love with the mistress. Yeah, which is the same one that yeah. slipped and not. No, no, and I get it, but still, I go fucking both. They both deserve to die. Both brothers. They both deserve to die and burn in hell. No, no. not the brothers. See, that they, they, both like they both do because this is how I see it. Okay, they were both in on it the whole fucking time. So even if you want to go with like a sense of justice or whatever, or oh no, no, because the other guy wasn't. No, he was complicit. In the fucking act that was going on, he knew what happened. He could have told him, "Hey, dude, this is what happened," but they never say it. No, he does. He tries to get the truth from his. But he says there's a whole talk things about talking about how he's arguing with himself, which you think is just like in yeah. the moment you're like, okay, he's like, yeah, exactly. but they, he's literally that. arguing with the other side of himself. Yeah. No, 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 but still, no, but they both deserve. Yeah, I mean, he no, thinks obviously, so. but this is in my opinion, they both deserve. But it. he doesn't know that he tied the wrong knot. He keep. He's no, like, he, he doesn't know when he asked him, obviously, when he goes, did you tie it? With a guy who says, well, I don't know, I, I think I did it right. No, the other guy says, no, no, I, 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 did, the, I did the right knot. But he no, he's like, no, this guy's lying. Yeah. So you're saying he, he destroys his whole life, this whole double life that he has just to tell Hugh Jackman the truth? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Because he, he I, I, I have to assume that both brothers know what happened. Right? Even no, though he, he, even, he even though. They no, make he, a point of that. No, no, even he, though he did. The quote unquote good brother. Right, the good brother's gonna 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 think no no, the other brother did the right thing. Maybe the other brother did right. wrong. No, no. Yeah, that's they say no, they, they say the other brother the other brother definitely said I didn't tie that knot. They yeah. make a point of No no, I know he I know he said he didn't tie the knot. I, I get I get the fact. Like I am saying, I'm not arguing the point that one brother knew one but no. I'm saying the one brother had to have known that his other brother tied the wrong knot. Yeah. He didn't tie it. But he had to know his brother did. So what obviously, do, obviously he's not gonna not gonna break the lie, right? Because of whatever yeah. reason. Okay, but he could. Okay, well, so obviously because this is a movie. But I'm just saying, yeah. and I'm just going with my logic. They both deserve to fucking die, and that's not gonna change my idea. Okay, so what? Well, they both deserve to die, but no, they, they both deserve to die. But I'm saying, I don't think they do. But no, okay, here's my thing. Because then he goes off to kill Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I get it. Revenge for the brother that died. He's there to raise his daughter. No, no, like, no, 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 I get, I get it. He could, he could have, they could have done. The movie is the way the movie is. I'm just giving you my opinion. And my opinion is still, the motherfucker deserves to die. Because at the end, they still took everything from Hugh Jackman. Both of them did. They took his life, and they took his wife's life at the end. And but here's the thing, Hugh Jackman could have lived happily ever after ever. I know, I was on. Scarlett jo- no, I'm with, the, with Scarlett Johansson. He sends her away because no, he's yeah. so obsessed with the secret and so obsessed with... But, but he, wait, 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 the, whole wait. Thing is, the whole thing is his whole plot is revenge. Yeah, he, wants to he take becomes everything. obsessed with yeah, revenge yeah, yeah. more than his own happiness. Exactly. He even says, I don't care about like my wife. Like wait, wait, wait no, listen, listen. He says, I don't even care about my wife. I, I, I care about his secret. I get, he cares I, more about hurting him than I, his I, own I know, happiness. I get at that point. But still, not going to change the fact they both deserve to die at the end because he still goes and kills Hugh Jackman. Right? So this is still not going to change my idea. I'm saying he kills Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman is a trying to take as a manipulative he's murderer. Tra- he's trying to take it just like the brother was. In my eyes, I did my eyes. I, I obviously look. We can have this argument all night. Whether or not he was, I don't think that harms the movie. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. What I'm trying to say is, well, you know, obviously my opinion. My opinion is they both deserve to die, and I hope they're burning hell, <laughs> right? Because no, because I'm going the way they did. Is that you think that makes it a bad movie though? No, I didn't say. I said, I, said, I said it was a good movie. Okay. I said I just don't like the twist that they bring. Oh, I love the twist because I said the way it makes me. And that's what I'm saying. But this I, is where the argument is I don't. I don't like that 
And see, if, if he would have somehow happened, where the Hugh Jackman dies, right, on his own, where the good brother wouldn't have killed him, where the good brother... I think calling him the good brother, bad brother is like... Well, no, no, because that's how I saw it. Like, I, I don't think one of, one of them is supposed to be, like, kind of more obsessed and one yeah. of them is less obsessed, no. but I don't think he's... Like, well, no, the, I'm just saying that one of the guys was a good guy. One of the guys was a little bit more of a family man. Yeah. He had a little bit more sense of justice. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. he even told his brother, like, don't go after this. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. And he went after it. That's why when they're doing having that talk, that's why I'm saying the one was a little bit more centered. If he wouldn't have killed Hugh Jackman, if if Hugh Jackman would have died... But that's then he can't get his daughter well, back. I'm just... He doesn't get I, his daughter I, back. Obviously, logically, I know how the movie ends. What I'm saying is, if it would have played out in a different way, I'm saying my feelings would have played out a little differently at the end. I would have been like, I get it, he got his daughter back a certain way. Hugh Jackman can fade out however it fades out. But in the sense, I'm saying... He goes and physically kills him, and I get it. You're gonna to have to get your daughter. I completely get it. You know that. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I understand how it's going. But what I'm saying is, I don't like the fact that there was a lot of revenge in this movie. There was a lot. That's the whole point of the movie. Exactly. And then when he gets it back, and I and I see it, but I still saw that at the end, the guys that started this whole mess, one of them gets to walk away happy. I I don't think that because because third. because if the wife would have never died, let's be real. If the wife would have never died. Then this whole movie wouldn't have been about revenge because nobody yeah. would have cared, right? Because it, it was all about revenge. <laughs> that's why you would think that's happening. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, my feeling at the end of it was like, I didn't want to see Christian Bell. Obviously, like I said, you, you, the, the twist ending is cool. I just saying, I didn't want the movie ended the way it ends because that's the way the movie is, and I get it. I'm just saying, I personally would have not liked to see Christian Bell, the, the other brother, even. Walk away with his happy ending. Does that make sense? I I, I see what you're saying, but I completely disagree. No, no, I, 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 that's, really what, I'm that's what we can disagree. Yeah. But like, yeah. you, you come yeah. in, like, like everybody, everybody can say their own opinion. Yeah. But I'm saying, you know, when when it was my shot to explain myself, this is what I'm explaining. Yeah. And I'm not trying to convince yeah. anybody anything different. Mm-hmm. I just also don't need anybody to try to convince me anything different. No. Yeah. I'm just trying to shoot out my end, and I, like I'm saying. If, if it somehow would have worked out that Christian would have got his daughter in a different way instead of shooting him, <coughs> and they both would have kind of ended up differently, I could have been like, all right, cool, I see everybody, you know. Yeah. The, the one that deserves it got it in the end. Everybody I, well, got the two end. who were obsessed with, like, revenge. No, 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 no. But I see where he's coming from because it is basically, it still is an eye for an eye. But yeah, and that's why I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's still, it, it, Wait, so it's kind of like, like, while it ends, like, in a way it's where they, they, Exactly. And I know, like I said, the movie's really good. It had me enthralled the whole time. 
I watched the whole thing. It was fucking great. It's a great fucking movie. I'm just saying, the ending was the part where I was like, man, I could have, I could have, I could have had it a little differently, or something could have happened. Uh, yeah. I, I want to change one thing. No, 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 Frustrating. It's emotionally yeah. driven. So I guess what you're trying to say is that it left you feeling that way, but that's why it's a good movie. Because yeah. No, no, no. And like, 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 so like I said, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. We know, we know, we know. That's also what makes it really good movie is that it entices different feelings. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say for him is that you feel strongly about the way it was because it is a good movie and you feel that it's a good movie. And that's what makes it great, is that everybody feels their own way about it. Because you want films to make you feel certain what certain ways. And then for the fact that it's a movie that is kind of like, I mean, it is a structured, like, scripted movie. But it to still have an effect of, like, where it gets a different feeling from individual people, even though, you know, it's, you wouldn't expect that. Like, I wouldn't expect it, him to come up with that. It's like, mm-hmm. it actually makes it a better better movie yeah because like like it because it because it's told in a certain way it also makes you feel a certain way like oh okay some people are gonna have different perspectives on it i didn't find it that emotionally powerful to me mm-hmm. i just more like enjoyed the rivalry i, I enjoyed yeah. the story i enjoyed the twists mm-hmm. I, I for me though like i've always been into magic and stuff like i used to try and do magic when i was younger so when like seeing two rivals go at it I thought it was pretty cool and interesting, and I liked how it kind of went into this really weird aspect with the, the Tesla machine and all that. And I like how they touch on Tesla's rivalry with Edison and how that basically destroys Tesla too. Even though Tesla's, you know, like doesn't really do anything wrong, his it, obsession then, rivalry ends up destroying him. And then in a way, if you think about it, Hugh Jackman got killed, right? Yeah. Same thing. I think it was trying to mirror yeah. Tesla's own relationship and rivalry mm-hmm. between Christian Bale and. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels to different things. Like, I mean, like this this movie is like filled with like the subtle like not like not just clues but like elements of like parallelism to like what the story is. Like, you know, aside from like the the bird trick and from the beginning to the end and the description of like the the different steps of a trick and things like that, where it it allows you to have multiple viewings of this movie and still be and still enjoy and still be entertained because you're like oh that that's what this means that's what that means and it's a continu- it's a movie that uh, that allows you to have continuous mm-hmm. and that's another good thing yeah. movies that require multiple yeah. viewings are always good and i think this is like all of christopher nolan's movies are movies that i think benefit from a second viewing but this one more than any movie i've ever seen I is a movie that you should watch more than four, once at least. like yeah it's yeah. a movie that as soon as you're done with it you you need to go back and rewatch it because with there's some movies like Inception or Fight Club or something when you go back and you know some things about it it's you can kind of kind of view this differently. This one when you know the twist at the end, everything is different. Like everything makes sense. You're like you, you can even go back and rewatch it and tell which character Christian Bale is playing in which scene, which brother, because he acts complete. It's ama- his performance is amazing because he acts completely differently as yeah as the separate brother. And there'll be scenes where like. He'll be talking to Fallon, and then he'll, like, there's a scene where he's, like, yelling at Fallon, why haven't you found out this trick? And then it'll cut to him again, just being like, okay, you know what, let him have his trick. And you think at first, oh, that's just him changing his mind, being undecisive. But no, that's 
him yelling at his other brother to disguise as Fallon. Then that brother takes off the Fallon makeup and says, you know what? No, I went there. Let him have his trick. It's not worth it. And there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, they, even the stuff where... Because that's also what plays into his wife killing herself. Yeah. That because he... he met, seeming, seemingly dual. Yeah, yeah. because he never yeah. lets her know yeah, that and this is a trick that there's yeah. a twin that... But she figures fun. it out. And yeah. she's yelling at him, I know, I know. And you think at the moment, oh, she knows about the affair. No, what she knows about is that there's two of him. And that she can't live like that. And yeah. she's going to go tell Scarlett Johansson... She scolded her because she can't eat her. Yeah, and she's like, yeah. I'm too afraid to find out what it was. And that, yeah, and I got that. Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh man, that's so powerful that she killed herself because of it. Mm-hmm. And all he had to do was, she wanted, it was basically, she just wanted him to be honest. Yeah. Like, be honest with me and tell me, I can't tell you what my trick yeah. is, I can't tell you what my trick is, this, this yeah. and that. And then she finally has it. Well, you know what? I'm going to kill myself in your workshop. Yeah. And then that's where she hangs herself. And when she was in a sales class, she answered, this is what's going on with these guys. They're two dudes that are the same height. And we're both just stuck in the middle of this. Yeah, and it's 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 really tragic because you'll see the scenes where like he's there's that scene where right before she kills herself, oh, where he's he's shouting, they're yeah. like yelling at each other, that's and you can tell that's the one, who, yeah, yeah. And that's like, the one who doesn't love, love her. Me today. Yeah, and he no, says no, no and then at the same time, Fallon is kind of like taking the daughter away. You're kind of like, okay, it's weird how much he likes Fallon because like in the scene before that, like he says, oh, I'll take you to the zoo, and he says, hey, Fallon, can you take her to the zoo? And you're like, that's weird. Why are you wanting her off of Fallon? That makes sense now. And then, you know, he see Fallon kind of put his, his hands over her ears so she doesn't hear the argument and take her away. It's because that's not just some dude. That's her literal father. Really just, like, it's a movie that just mind-fucked me over every time that I watch it. And I love re-watching this movie because I feel like I catch something different every time. I'm always, like, watching Christian Bale, like, okay, is he the one that loves Rebecca Hall or is he the one that loves Scarlett Johansson in this scene? And just, I he, he also, Hugh Jackman does a good job playing two roles. It's a smaller role, but when he plays the kind of uh, drunk actor who's his double, that's, you know, really good. Yeah, that's good. And also we can see uh, Andy Serkis. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not even the first time, person. yeah, I think this is the first yeah. time we've seen him as a normal person. Like, I know he'd been in stuff before, but it was his first, like, widespread movie. And he's really good at it. Like, he, he had been Gollum, and then the year before this, he was in King Kong. I guess he was kind of a dual part in King Kong. You see him for a second, but this is the first time where it's like, he's like, I actually mostly just... Yeah. Himself. And, and he's yeah. great as uh, Ali is his yeah. character. Yeah. I mean, like, Andy Serkis, for the most part, like, he's only been in like, a couple of movies where he doesn't play, like, a character actor in, like, this. Yeah. Story. Or a stereotype, yeah. like, thirteen going cool. on thirty is yeah. kind of a stereotype of a gay guy. Mm-hmm. But um, up until like Claw, but, you like, never really seen him in like non. But even Claw is like a stereotypical like character, like not stereotypical, but like an outlandish mm-hmm. character. But, but for this one, he's more he's, he's like, more reserved. He's this reserved, one, yeah. exactly. But he's like, you know, I mean, he's kind of like a contemporary like Lon Chaney Jr. Like that's what he is. Like he's a. Uh, He's just one of those, he's a character, like a, a great character actor. Which is, yeah, it's yeah. awesome to see him. He's like fantastic in all those, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like a refreshing thing to like, yeah, oh, it's nice he's, to see. he's pretty Yeah, cool. just like those old yeah, monster movie actors, yeah. 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 Like they were always like, they were mummy in this one, they were Frankenstein in that one, and then they always played a monster, and then finally when you get to see them, they get to shine, kind of thing. That's Andy Serkis now. Yeah, exactly. Just all around, just I would say... Um, and I gotta mention uh, Wally Pfister, the cinematographer. He does almost all of Christopher Nolan's stuff. Shout out to him because this movie looks amazing. Even even though it's a period piece, it doesn't. It's you know Victorian England. It doesn't feel like it. Like it's. I mean, it does. It is. It's a look, but it doesn't feel like you're watching like Downton Abbey, where they're like ah, indubitably, you know, like it just feels like 
you're watching real people. You're not watching like some old stuff you play. Yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to why we think that the... I feel like I have a lot to say about this movie, but that, uh, before we move on to why we think that the critics are not quite as popular as some of the other stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because, okay, yeah, because, you know, like I was saying before, this movie it did have a smaller budget. I think it was about $35 million and it made... Uh, 110 worldwide. So it was. Christopher Nolan's standards. Yeah, it, but, especially Christopher Nolan's. But that's the thing, yeah. This was like the last smaller budget Christopher Nolan movie. Like, after this movie, this one came out between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. After The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan just got ratcheted up to that next level where all of his movies now are just like hundreds of millions. They're just gonna, yeah, they're just gonna, like, they're all the money, you know, mm -hmm. is thrown at these movies and they're just huge productions. So this is the last kind of smaller one he did. And the critics just kind of like, Thought it was meh. Seventy-five percent. You know, one out of four critics didn't like it. The right. only one he had that's the worst critical rating is Interstellar, which is, which is fucking weird. Actually, Interstellar's I, amazing. Oh, I do wow. love Interstellar. I do love Interstellar, but um, I won't lie, I love Interstellar more yeah. than the Prestige. I'll be honest. Yeah, um, it's a tough call. Why do you guys think that? This movie just didn't really connect with people. Um, well, for one thing, the main the like main thing out there is that it came out about right around the time, or maybe like a little bit after the illusion. Yeah, it came out within that. Yeah, yeah exactly. the, That's where the big thing months. between these two come out. I think a lot of people got confused, or they were like they weren't trying to confused, pick favorites. but then it's also some people like, like, some people do because I'll say, oh, the prestige. They're like, oh, is that the Edward Norton one or the Hugh Jackman one? Yeah, that's true. But also, like, did okay. So did it come out? It, it was, yeah, it, it was, was like literally right around It was, it was yeah, right Illusionist, I want to say it came out in maybe, it was like late summer and this one came out in October. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so by that time, like, people were like, oh, another movie. Yeah, and they were, they were both movie. like magician movies set in Victorian England. Yeah, in, like, exactly. The turn of the century, like almost the same exact time frame in the same exact place. And for me, for me personally, on that subject, like, while I do enjoy the, the illusions <coughs> and stuff, I personally prefer the prestige more than the illusion. Oh, yeah. The illusionist is just kind of a, an interesting, like, pretty by the numbers romance. Yeah. There's nothing to write home about it. Yeah. It's okay. But I think so that that kind of like hurt it in a way, you know, by this point, Christopher Nolan was still kind of like, uh, not that, like you just he known for, yeah, yeah, he was just known for Batman beginning, so he might, he's not the Christopher Nolan that mm -hmm. we know of today, so that might have costed him a little bit, possibly, but I feel like, yeah, it comes down to mainly, for me at least, and what my general, like, understanding of things is that it has to do with the confusion around the illusionist and it being released around the same time. I pretty much agree with that. Like, mm -hmm. I honestly think that's why, because, um, I feel like every year there's always, I call them clone movies. Yeah. Because they're yeah. pretty much the same thing almost every time. I mean... This year we had two fire festival documentaries. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's, our there's like, Dante's Peak and Volcano. Dante's Peak and Bugs Live. Yeah. Th there yeah. was, uh, the fucking... What's up? There's like two Cinderella movies or Snow White movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Like all that. Like it always happens. It always happens. Uh -huh. yeah. and, and it just and, and I think people were just like because I heard the Illusionist got like rave reviews. It, I think but it, it got around it, the same kind of like Rotten Tomato score. Really? Because I heard nothing but great things about the Illusionist, but I thought it was super pretentious. Thank like people made it seem like oh my god, you, you need to have watched Casablanca and, and all these fucking <laughs> movies to understand it. And I'm like, why? Who fucking cares? It's just one of those where like. That one, I think, got a little bit better reviews, so people go, why watch another one? See, I, I agree with you guys on that stuff, and the only thing I can wonder is this. 
Did the whole Tesla part have anything to do with people's reviews? Now I'm not. Now don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy that part, mm -hmm. but I'm saying where everything is kind of based in somewhat of reality in this movie, till you get to the part where Tesla makes the machine and all of a sudden there's clones. See, I, I, I and I wonder if no, 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 I like that part, but I'm saying I wonder if that hurt them with the critics, where they go, well, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. where does this come out of? Even though, even though it's a cool idea, yeah. and it's cool in the but movie. I feel like it works because. I, and I'm not trying to do yeah. but I feel like this works because it's like if anyone could make a cloning machine, right. it would be Tesla, Tesla because he has like no. all these patents that no, nobody even knows no. about. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. I just wondered if, yeah. if, because yeah. if I look at the movie, like let's say objectively, just looking at it as a story and everything, mm -hmm. the only part that you can go where, where it's a little different, kind of like a yeah. That, that's yeah, where you're just like, yeah. I mean, I guess if a critic's really like, yeah, let, let me, they nitpick. I wonder if that was one of their nitpicks. Let me read a uh, a review that it got that was bad. Um, because let's try to figure out why, really dig into why this movie got not so great reviews. It's by uh, Joshua Rockoff uh, from Time Out, and it says the Who's Blinking Whom game mind games make for compelling fun, but once the presto moment of the prestige is revealed, you're left with nothing but shattered illusions. You can tell that fucker took yeah, all night know. to write that. Yeah. No, but because you know what? I, I guess it, it can make sense where they feel the letdown. In the sense of maybe Hugh Jackman has a machine and that's really cool, but when you find out that the guy's trick was just his little brother, maybe that's a letdown. Yeah, but I think for us, it's like the simplicity of, like, that's what for me, that adds to it because it's right. like where. Hugh Jackman had to go out and like in the outlandish, like it was yeah. all came down to a simplicity. Yeah, honestly, I think that critics do a lot of times want a simple to follow movie, and you know, and now Christopher Nolan is known as a kind of complex guy, and when he does complex stuff, they they get it. But like this was before Christopher Nolan was like a really known entity, and yeah. they were just like, oh, these twists and turns. And I honestly do think this is a movie that gets better and better the more times you see it. So if you just see a movie once and the critics just write a review. It's yeah. not going to be necessarily as good as us, you know, looking at this movie 13 yeah, years and, later. And that's the thing. If The Illusionist did come out before, mm -hmm. and the story was, like I said, very linear, very simple to follow, very whatever, yeah. they're going to, since it's so close to the next one, they're going to, you know, in their back of their minds, even though they won't want to use it, they're probably going to still judge it by what they saw the last one. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering if, if the Tesla part, maybe if the brother just coming out, and guess what, it was just a twin. If those things compared to, obviously I haven't seen The Illusionist, so I don't know what's going on. It's fine. It's but fine. It's, 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 yeah. it has a twist, but the twist is kind of just like, yeah, okay, duh. But that, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe because they saw that and they were like, well, this one's more basic. Yeah. But it is more it. easier to follow. Yeah, that's it's what I'm saying. Where they go with this one and they go, oh, this one. How we, you yeah. know. Like I said, yeah. critics are, are, are weird. They're a fickle thing. You never I know when they're going to like something or not. finding our first theme of all these movies, but by doing this being our second one of that, it kind of comes at a time where the... Critics were not as well, like, not thought out, but, like, open-minded to yeah. certain well, things. Well, that, that's typically the biggest reason why underrated movies don't yeah. have well, because <clears throat> they're usually ahead of their time. They're usually something that critics don't understand. But because, I don't... Because, oh, like, critics typically always kind of, like, they always look behind. They never look ahead. They're always like, okay, what, if, what has been done before? I want to see it done differently. But that's but that's usually how it is. They're like, I want to see something that I've already seen, done slightly different, or something that mm -hmm. got me emotionally charged like this did. But if you throw a brand new idea in, they're like, oh, this sucks because it doesn't follow these set of rules well, that cinema has already set down. You know. Now, how long after this did Inception come out? 
because that, Inception I came out like, four years after this. Okay, so yeah, because I feel like that's the next Christopher Nolan movie that could be compared to that. Yeah. Had this big of like complex. Yeah, because well, because yeah, Inception because, came out kind of after The Dark Knight, and Christopher Nolan was seen as this visionary, game-changing director. Yeah. But even Inception compared to this one, Inception has. That's Inception great. is is pretty like it's complex, but like you can understand. Yeah, it. yeah. And, and it's got the, the twist that it has. Yeah. The, I how can I put it? Inception was way easier for me to digest at the end of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like I said, like like where I was heading with this about the good, the bad, yeah. this, the that, this, the that. Where it, this leaves me a little bit more charged. Inception did. Inception left me at the end with some kind of maybe hope. Because obviously you interpret the ending the way you want, right? Yeah. It spins the thing and then you just, well, what? But it gives you somewhat of an easier thing at the end for yourself to see. Obviously everybody's got a different opinion on how did it end? Mm -hmm. Was he in, in? Was he out? Was yeah. he what? Yeah. But it's not the same as this where you you know, you know you can, obviously we all see it differently or you guys see the same and I see it different. But in that one, no matter how you see it, you, you feel it's comfortable at your end. Yeah. Yeah, like Inception, you know, is a movie that benefits from a rewatch, but not yeah. to the level that the Prestige does, where everything is recontextualized. Rewatching, like the Prestige, a second time is a very different movie than the Prestige the first time. Whereas Inception, you become like, okay, I have my theories about this and this and this, and I'll think about that when I'm rewatching it. The Prestige, you're like, oh, that's what this was. That's what this was. And I think Inception as well, you can relate it more because that's about dreams. Everybody dreams. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has weird dreams yeah. like that. So and, yeah. yeah. And that's another movie that, like, that's another. It's about making movies. Okay, that's the machine. <laughs> exactly. Except like Elon Musk. Yeah, so, yeah, I think if this movie would have came out later... Tesla? Elon? Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, there it is. But yeah, I think you guys are right. If this movie would have come out later in Nolan's career, then it would have... Um, you know, yeah, it, it just yeah. as long... You know what? If it would have came out a year before, or a year after The Illusionist, because I'll be real, yeah. I feel yeah. that that's what... That it is. I think that was the biggest it was, it was too close. Oh, yeah. It was too close. Yeah. I and mean, it's always going to happen whenever, like you said, those clone movies. Yeah. Whenever the two movies... Whichever one comes out first, you're you're gonna it's gonna make you have a predisposition way if you see the second one. Yeah, it's because, uh, because like like especially going back to this, the the Snow White the ones. The Snow White ones, yeah. The second one was better. Which one? Uh, Mirror Mirror. Yeah. So it was oh a yeah. Freaking the, the 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 Snow White. Wait, no, Mirror Mirror. Mirror Mirror. 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 Oh, that was horrible. What are you talking about? No, that was I so bad. One, Snow White, Snow White is a joke in that movie. I know because that's that's horrible. It's it's such a cheesy dumb movie. Mirror Mirror. Like, but like, the, the Snow White the Huntsman is fine. It's just kind of a whatever action movie. Mirror Mirror is like makes no not is bad comedy. Alright, well, <laughs> that's for the next podcast. Mm -hmm. But do you, so you guys um, see this movie's reputation changing as it goes along? I think I, it already has. I think kinda. it already has. I, mean, I, think, I think it's going to get the best it's yeah. going to get. I, I think a lot of people haven't seen it, but it's like, I think it's a movie that people are always like, I've heard that's good, i heard that's... You know, good, yeah. and people are finally starting to like realize that it's not the illusionist. Because for a long, like, I don't hear that as much as I used to. Where like, like which one was that? Was that the one with Paul Giamatti? No, that's the it's the one with Michael Caine. You know, and I don't hear that as much as I used to for like the first maybe five years after it came out. Yeah. So I think that's going to continue. Where it's going to kind of people, more people are going to see, it, especially as Nolan for the first time he got nominated for Dunkirk. He's going to probably get nominated for more stuff. People are going to look back at his older movies. The Prestige, which is very accessible. It's got all these big movie stars in it. So yeah, it's like Memento. I mean, everybody was like, when, when Batman Begins came out, Memento, and uh, he did another one. I forgot what it was called. They're like uh, following. Following, yeah. yeah. That one, like those two, as soon as Batman Begins came out, they're like, 
Yo, this Chris Nolan guy, I remember I saw that Memento movie, and that kind of became this, like... Yeah, but Memento was fucking lit. Yeah, no, yeah, that was great. I didn't hear about Memento until Venom began. Yeah. Honestly, if, like, Dark Knight came out and then Prestige, oh, Prestige was yeah, shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. I didn't even know that he did Memento, because I saw Memento before I saw Venom. Yeah. Memento was the shit. Yeah. All right, well, uh, I guess uh, that about wraps it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been the Undercast Company. Um, Fred and uh, Alan, uh, you got, we've got you guys at... Uh, District,